Well, good morning. Good morning. That was not as um, exciting as I wanted it to be. Bing, bing, bing. You know, maybe. How about this one? How about. And we're off to the races. (laughs) Is that what you thought it was? I don't know. It's it's explosion. Like. Oh, okay. Milwaukee Media presents. (laughs) Carlos and George. The podcast. As men of a certain age. (laughs) In a time. <laughs> Love these things. I really it's the simple things in life that it really is. bring it, it really is. true pleasure. It Hi. Really is. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Everything's going really good. How are you? I'm really sore. You're sore? Yeah, my quads are very sore from all those uh wall ball shots and oh. rowing. Have you haven't done it yet, have you? No, I'm I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it. You're gonna skip it? Yeah. Because of your a gunshot wound. Yeah, whatever it is that's going on on the left side of my entire leg, uh, it's it's gone from my uh, ass, my glute, mm-hmm. uh, to my hamstring, and now it's isolated to. Well, yesterday it was isolated to the calf. And my calf was really sore; I could barely walk. And then this morning it shot back up to my hamstring. So I'm just kind of like, yeah, it's very fun. It's kind of limping around and. Mm-hmm. You know, hoping that it the inflammation goes down the next couple of days, and if not, I'm gonna have to. Are you swollen? I'm gonna have to go see somebody. No, not swollen. Uh, Are just, you bruised? No, not bruised. Okay, well, this is good signs. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I looked for all that, thankfully. Uh, so, but that's okay. Um, my my intramural team at at CrossFit Soul is, had no chance of winning. Um, I was on the Wolves, surrounded by great people. I love everybody on my team. Yeah, but no. But we were just like, you know, a little bit too much. A little much. Was everybody in your group um, on the same page about that? the amount of effort it was taking to keep up with the other two teams that were definitely racing to win was too much? Or was this just your own personal dialogue? What I loved about my team... The coolest thing about my team is that that's what happened, but it just wasn't spoken about. Okay. Everyone was just like, so, um, yeah, cool. Like, uh, happy birthday, Nadine, you know, because it was Nadine's <laughs> birthday the other day. I mean, that's the, I think that was the last interaction everybody had on our chat. Okay. It was like, hey, happy birthday. And, you know, and I've, I've, been, a, I've been a huge smartass about it. I almost feel bad, but then I don't feel bad because, you know me, from the beginning, I was... Team CrossFit Soul. I don't like splitting everybody up. I'm just not into it. Not. I don't like it. I'm not into it. And uh, and so I started doing stupid things. Like I would walk around saying "Go Tigers!" and everyone yes. and everyone's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Oh my bad. What did I say? What team am I on?" I know what team I'm on. You know. But I'm like, "Oh, you know." And I'm like, "Hey man, the Bears are gonna win this week. You guys are gonna win this week because you guys are awesome. I love you guys. You guys are so great." And everyone's like. All right, cool. Um, way to take the fun out of this. I'm like, I'm not taking the fun out of it. This is the way I do the open. I cheer everyone on. Yeah, everyone's like, Are you going to challenge somebody? Are you going to challenge somebody on the bike? I'm like, I'll challenge somebody on the bike if they agree to do the exact same calories as me and then we both win. Wow. Yeah. Wow, Carlos. I know. Wow. You know, you, you did, you, you've admitted this before. Yes. This behavior, this kind of thinking, this pattern of, Taking the fun out of um, friendly rivalries is something that you've admitted. You admitted Some of it. these rivalries, rivalries, I'm sorry, um, started to become unfriendly, though. I mean, it was a little bit too much. It's trolly. It's trolly. Yeah, and okay. everyone under, like, 
you said it on i guess it was the sp- i don't know did we call it walk on sports i don't know that you were, i guess it was hoops. the one that you were talking no it wasn't the shooting hoops <laughs> thing that's a completely different thing it's hilarious you said it uh, when we were talking about how you have a group of guys that you get together and you do oh, the, the fantasy, fantasy football. football yeah and how they get very into what's going on week to week and you just don't give a you don't give a fuck no, and no. then you you really like you 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 tease the guys that get into it. I do, or sometimes I have to like, you know, kind of do a quick research, like a quick Google search on how everyone's doing, and then I go in and talk some shit, and then I'm back out and to my regular life. Yeah, yeah. Um, you did the same thing for this. I did. I did. It's a pattern. Um, I'm not saying it's a good pattern. Um, obviously, who all of you who've been following. Um, our social media and, and, and our podcast, yeah, I've been going through a lot, too. Like, it's a really bad five weeks for me to be, like, focused on intramural gathering Sure. Points. I mean, it so doesn't rise that. to the level of importance right. as, like, you know, changing, you know, yeah. starting a new gig, moving right. into a new house. Right. Yeah. Perspective. So, so there is that. But but at the same time, I, I'm going to, you know, I, I usually do pretty well in like meeting people halfway i'm not doing that this time like i'm i i don't like the intramural thing you're I taking like, a selfish I, i'm taking a selfish <laughs> i am i'm taking a selfish yes i'm taking a selfish and i'm saying that i enjoyed the crossfit games open at crossfit soul much 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 more when we were all one team and we're all just there judging each other and supporting each other and and then and then I'm not I'm not opposed to doing the points thing on an individual basis or like splitting up by like uh, your division or you know doing something a little less intense you know um, I'm not opposed to that but I I I I did not play along and I apologize to anybody who doesn't like that but I did not play along and I treated it like I treated every single CrossFit Open I've ever been a part of and that was my thing. That was my jam and I loved it. You sound like a sullen teenager. <laughs> so rare. I'm not and you had your arms crossed the and entire everything. that entire monologue that you just gave. You sat there and you had your arms crossed and your your neck was moving back and forth. I'm and not petty. You're like I'm not I'm not gonna do it. I'm not petty. I've got too many other things to worry about. Yep. This is I love. I don't like the rules that you have established for this r- game. Exactly. So I'm not gonna play. Not, yeah. It's like losing at Monopoly. And all of you who do play, you're ridiculous. Yeah. No, 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 no. You no, kind of no. said that. I, 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 did I? Yeah. I apologize. It's, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean for it to come off that way. I was just like, it's just not my thing. Judge Judy. Judge Judy. Totally. Yeah. We're gonna have to come. We have to put up a meme <laughs> on Instagram. Um, Here's the thing. I'm proud of everyone. You know what? I I I'm I'm just gonna say it. I blame your team for not inspiring you to want to participate more. If you would have been on Team Bears or Team Tigers, you definitely would have felt. I would have left the chat. I heard about what was going on in those chats. I would have I would have been like, peace out. I probably would have joined the Wolves chat anyway. Hey guys, can I just join your chat? It has been the most fun I've had in an open series, I think, ever. Wow, two yeah. opposite, completely, conversely. I like, love it. I love compl- it. Go, like, having, I'm glad you said what you said, um, because I'm on, on the other side of this couch, literally, and on the other side of this argument, thinking I had the most fun. I spoke to people that I probably wouldn't have spoken to. I engaged with people that I see on a daily basis, but we just don't. You don't like. Enga- you don't get to know someone more. 
are. So this provided an opportunity for you to like get to know somebody new that you see on a daily basis, but maybe you don't engage with because you're always with the guys and like the girls are always with the girls or you go to 4.30, but you don't see anybody at 6.30 or 7.30 or you're an AM person, but you don't see anybody in the afternoon or you're a team sold training athlete uh, versus a general population athlete. This, you saw it as dividing the team, as dividing the room or dividing the gym. And I saw this as a way of bringing people together that normally wouldn't. Wow, dude, that's you know. a great point. And that's probably happened, like, because, you know, uh, it's a very unfair um, standpoint because me, I know most people. And most people, I do interact with a lot of people. In my first, Same. In my first two years, I, I, I was basically navigating all the hours. So I got to interact with a lot of people who go yeah. at different times. So, but when, I, when you mentioned that, and I put myself in the position of somebody who's in their first year, their first six months of CrossFit, and they don't really know anybody. And this is like a really like surefire way. Like you will have at least like five new friends by the time the open is over. Yeah, and that's great. And I and kudos to Soul for for that because that's I could see how that could happen. You know this the way that CrossFit changed um, the format of the the open and the CrossFit games that we had this year was the year that we had two opens. Um, I think created an opportunity for gyms like ours to start something new, create new traditions. You yes. know, everyone, you know, is forlorn of the days when everyone would go to the gym on Thursday night and watch the announcement and then the coaches would do the announcement and there was a fire in the room and an, an electricity and so it was great. so exciting. Was so beautiful. And so people talk about, you know, people talk about those that time as being, you know, oh I miss that. That to me was what the open was about. And to that, I say, I understand, um, but this whole, I, I, what I enjoyed about this year was it's the first time that I felt that Friday night really felt special. Right. I had gone to, having gone to other gyms in the past, Friday nights always felt very special. They always made it a big deal. And I never got that feeling from our gym. Wow. Okay. I got the, the, the and when you have, when members... Well, I felt well, I enjoyed the Thursday night thing, and I ended up being a part of it at one point because I couldn't work out on the Fridays, so I would just do it with them, and it was exciting, and I liked doing that. But as a member, I just didn't feel like the open was a big deal, and this was the first time I felt like, as a member, a general a part, part of the general population, that the open felt like a big deal for everyone. I mean, for the people who compete in CrossFit, the open is always a big deal because it's their true test every year. So I've been on that part of it and I'm not there anymore. Right. And so as a, just a general like population member of the gym, the open felt awesome this year. It's wow. the most fun I've had Good. since I ever. No, oh, man, that makes me happy it. that you had that experience <laughs> yeah. because I mean, you know, you've been doing CrossFit for 10 years. Yes. And sometimes in March, in March, it'll be 10 years. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just really cool that you, even after 10 years, we can kind of like rekindle, not that it needed rekindling, but you can kind of like, it's still experience that like the newness of it you met new people and it's like ongoing that you know the community builds and and uh that's really cool i'm i'm, ha I'm very happy that yeah, i'm very happy for you thanks ming <laughs> um so i want to take this opportunity that you're right now to say i have to apologize to you oh no yeah why so i was listening to our last podcast did you listen to it? Yeah. Did you have any thoughts or notes on it? No, I thought I 
I mean, we we spoke for a long while. I wanted to yell. I kept yelling at myself to shut up. I was talking over you the whole episode. Oh, no, 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 you no. You know what? This is, gosh, I love, I really enjoy the different perspectives we have on stuff because I noticed that, but I interpreted it as a positive thing, not a negative thing. I was like, I want you to, t- I, I was like, I wanted you to talk more. There was, there was this sense of like, cause we were like processing something with you in that episode. And, and I was like, no, I didn't take it like that at I all. I mean, it was very much you playing the therapist and me paying, playing a client right, right, or me paying like a patient right. is what that ended up being sounding I, like. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, and I'm like, wow, why don't way to make this whole thing about you, George. But it was fascinating because you're, you, you're you know recapping the last episode it was it's it's really interesting to have all these options and you want to do it all and then to like get into this place where you not that you have to choose but to realize that there the the most success you're going to see is by focusing on one thing 100% or two things 100% or 80 20 or mm-hmm. I don't know 50 50 whatever but um no no I didn't no apology necessary. I, I thought it was a, I, I loved it. I thought it was a great episode. Well, you don't have to accept it, so I'm just gonna okay. put it there. Okay, uh, it's right I'll there. Just I leave see it. it. I'll just leave it on the table okay. for it to just hang out. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I loved just... I loved the episode. It was um it was long, so kudos to everybody who listened to the whole thing. Uh, that was that was uh, I've had some people that were like, oh, it took me like three three cars like three car drives to my work and back you know to like finish it but i finished it and i was like oh man thank you so much i was like that that means a lot when people do that but no 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 that's all right so we'll leave it there on the table the apologies there no apology necessary right now but it'll be right there just in case (laughs) i don't know what i'm gonna do with it (laughs) no man don't worry don't worry about it it and i think that that's how this is gonna work though that's how sometimes I'm gonna be going through stuff I've had episodes where I've done a lot of the talking talking about the shit I've been going through you know and you kind of served as that therapist role as well so it all evens out you know yeah what episode are we on what is this is this 18 yes okay 18 on the road to 50 yes and we've had some developments that we in my mind, I thought we were going to be doing further along, and I'm so grateful that George, our very own Moaka George, took initiative, <laughs> and and he uh, and man, you you killing the iMovie game and putting us up on YouTube and learning on how all that technology software works, man. You know, uh, George put up a a video on YouTube. Uh, it's a first he put the full video of me doing twenty point four. Yes. Which was a very, very long 20-minute video of me doing step aerobics. <laughs> and this brings me to my second apology. Oh, okay. Um, I apologize to everybody who thought that we were going to have a video of this podcast. Oh, yeah. We had a, we did record the podcast, but it cut out in the middle of it. And it was unsalvageable and it would have made no sense. Luckily, we had recorded you doing that workout. Right. So and that's so what I used that workout, I used that video to put as our like first right. YouTube content video, which brings me to my third apology. Oh, my goodness. It's like an apology uh, tour. So making amends. Yeah, seriously, right? <laughs> oh, my God. Is no one needs to watch anybody working out for 20 minutes on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized that literally 
you know when I realized that? No, it wasn't literally. I realized that when um, YouTube told me, uh, yeah, you need to verify your account for videos that are over 15 minutes or something like that. You know, it was some sort of like, there was like a, a barrier right, right, because of that, how long the video was. was. I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. oh, maybe it's a little too much. And then I was watching the video and I thought... Yeah, too much Carlos. That's a no, no, no not no, too no, much no, Carlos. I know, I know, no, no, but that's. I mean, but this is a, you're asking out. a lot of a lot of people to sit and watch anybody literally walk, step up and down a box in a world where people's attention spans like what, fifteen seconds? Yeah, guys, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but that created a great opportunity for me to learn the tricks of the trade. Yes, um, it's a learning experience. Man. And then I was able to. Then I produced a second video using only the first one and added in some clips and content um, of my perspective and you and people who if you have an opportunity please go to YouTube type in Moaka Media uh, subscribe to our channel and watch at least the second the one that's like Moaka George video editing it is a fantastic video you know and if you've got if you want to have some nice you want some meditative music with someone just inspired I love it. I love it. I'm, and I'm just it's grateful, there. man. Well, I, I, okay. So I want to thank you. Okay. This is, this is like, this is the, the I apologize, thank you podcast. <laughs> it's very feelings. Yeah, yeah, it's very feelings. It's all, feelings. all the feels. I want to thank you for um, having that come to fruition because that's a, that's been a vision of ours. And it was really cool to see. I don't care the, about the content, the 20 minutes. We learn, we learn as we go. Uh, you had mentioned that you had said, you know what? Like the the only way to learn is to do right. You go and you do it, and you make mistakes. Well, things happen. You know, we had a mishap with recording the the recording of the podcast. You know, uh, maybe the video, the first video was too long, but then the second video was hilarious and awesome, and the editing was great. And and um, and so thank you for doing that. Uh, and then and then thank you for helping me indirectly get out of my comfort zone because at first i was like oh i don't know how i feel about me being the the subject matter of that video you know what i mean you never told me that no i know i didn't i know and if it would have bothered me i would have told you don't get me wrong but that's but it but that's what i'm thanking you for because i hit that i hit that point where i had to process that and i had to say at first my initial my automatic thought my automatic negative thought was I don't like the way I look. I feel like I look stupid. You know, I'm really hard on myself. Yeah. You know, and just like, I don't know who's going to want to, you know, watch this video. You know, I'm not even that interesting. At like, least a I, dozen I, people. Right. Well, at least. Right. And uh, which is, you know. But uh, they only got nine minutes through. I don't, on them. I don't Thank you for that. <laughs> I would have settled for 30 seconds. I don't know. But mm -hmm. the thing is that you guys who didn't watch it all the way through, you missed the best part, which are the credits. Yeah, the credits are the best you know, part. I had so scrolling credits. Yeah, so just, just, just fast forward to just that. Just fast forward to just like the last forward. two minutes. Yeah, there you go. Please. And so I, and I said to myself, no. I go, you know what? You got to be happy with with who you, you know who you are how you look you yeah. know like this this like distorted self-image thing is getting like old like i really need to start like really just accepting 
you know, who, how I look, how I am, and, and feel good about it. And I do feel good about it, thanks to uh, working against gravity with Coach Danielle. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really starting to feel good with that. So, um, so yeah, so thank you for bringing me out of my comfort zone with that. And, that, and, and with that, now we'll open up more opportunities for us to do videos together, which I'm really looking forward to the content. I love the content we've come up with on the podcast. I'm really excited about the content we're going to come up with for, for, our, uh, for our YouTube channel. I, it changes the way that you think about things uh, that I didn't realize until this week when I was playing around with that second video. Uh, The ums and the likes. As a producer, you think about creating something, you, you think about the final product, right? Sure. But what I didn't know and... It, it took it took having gone through the the process of editing that first video to become to understand that in order to have like a great a kind of entertaining uh, episode and especially compared to other episodes of you and other cre- content creators that I watch is there's a lot of footage that has to be gathered and then you take all that footage and you edit it together into this really cool package exactly. so it's kind of like a collage that's right you know i thought of it as oh this is a video collage you know you have you know you have talking points you have talking points from one different points in time so it's like you're creating it's it's like a mini universe that you're creating yeah you know you are this god yeah this creator and you're making this thing that doesn't exist from things that already happened right that's so cool and so when it's like my brain started to kind of unlock uh and understand how this is supposed to work which is very cool for me because this is something that I've always not always this is something that I have recently come to become very curious about which is which is to be to be a producer and to produce things and to create stuff that's new uh in this format yeah um Oh my god, with the ums. It's alright, man. Uh, oh my god, why do I do that? <laughs> I do that so much. No, you oh. So, um, I am uh, the. I'm gonna start learning it too. I'm gonna start learning how to do that because I, I really think, and for for the especially for the Moakas out there and Wawakas out there because there's, I believe there's the the Moakas and Wawakas who say, all right, I'm starting to get too old for this technology. Like I can't understand it. You know, like, I know how to post stuff. Um, some don't get as far as tagging, hashtagging, you know, anything like that. Um, and then there's, like, people like us who are constantly challenging ourselves, you know, to, to learn how to do this. Because this is the world we live in now, right? And, the, and, and, and I think it's, it's great. It, it, it really is a testament to what neuroplasticity is. I'm right? sorry, what? Neuroplasticity. Say it again. Neuro or neuroplasticity. Okay. All right. Are you familiar with the term? No, that's why oh, I had to say it man. three times. So <laughs> <laughs> neuroplasticity is um, it's 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 been sci- it's been scientifically proven that our brain. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't want to get too like scientific. Our, our brain has the ability. Come on, Bill Nye. <laughs> I wish I was that smart. Um, it's it's our brain's ability to uh, generate uh, new brain cells. Got uh, it. So um, we 
we grew up in a time where our parents said, I'm too old to learn new things. I'm, you know, that after a certain age, you just stop. After a certain age, your memory starts going, it starts failing. Um, and, and, it's, and it was all fallacy. It was all just a, you know, a self-fulfilling prophecy is what it became because our brains it actually have the ability to regenerate cells if you put work into it. So what you put into it is what you'll get out of it. I mean, it's kind so, of the same way of building muscle tissue. Absolutely, yeah. 100%. So there are people who have learned to play the violin at 60, right? Learned to play the piano at 70. People who started, you know, crossfitting at 55. Um, the, 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 there's... You have to, if you live in a in a, in a in a in a mindset of that's it, I hit forty, it's all downhill from here. Then guess what? It's all going to be downhill from there because that's what you're telling your brain, right? And and you're gonna and you're gonna act as such. You're gonna just watch TV. You're not gonna do anything to build or to build that muscle, like you said, right? So. Um, a lot of you know, a lot of the argument was no, Carlos. You know what? You'll understand when you get to forty, or you'll understand when you get to fifty, or when you'll understand whatever, so on and so forth. But uh, I don't need to. I don't need to like wait to hit those ages because I I've already proven to myself that by continuously learning and 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 making that effort as hard as it is as difficult as it is. Like I remember, like we're able to record this podcast because I had to force myself to learn GarageBand. And it wasn't pleasant at first. Was it hard to get those neurons firing? Yes, it was hard. It was very difficult. But once I got going, then, you know, it became easier and easier and easier. And I'm able to record my music. I'm able to record my podcasts, you know, our podcast, sorry. Um, and, um, and you know, and, 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 and the, the brain cooperates. And, and now here we have George, you know, you know, because the way you described what producing is, I believe is the most ideal way to look at it. It's the most beautiful artistic way to look at it. And now you're learning the tools that you need in order to execute that, as opposed to saying, oh, well, I don't know. I mean, everything's so advanced now, and I don't know about the software. I mean, isn't there some kid I can hire that will just do the videos for me? You're Which we actually, literally said, huh? I think we literally I, said we that. We literally said that, <laughs> and and no, and we're not settling for that. You're putting your mind to it. You're 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 in, you know immersing yourself in it, and I love that. What I, mean, I know for sure is that that's my dog snoring. By the way, it's very baby. cute. No, it's fine. Yeah. What I know for sure is that I have a I have I f- I take a lot of ownership in the things that I do, you know, especially with things that I own. Like we, I feel like we own this together. So to trust somebody else to give us something that is going to be, uh, you know, a, a part of our voice, you know, this, the, the, the YouTube stuff that we're doing, it's our voice. Yeah. So I want it to be us curating our voice and sure. editing the things that we're doing. I don't feel ready to give that over to somebody else yet. I also am like want to be able to do it so that when someone else comes in and helps us out, you know, for maybe a a larger scale project, I have at least a very novice slash baseline understanding of what's going on so that when I speak to them, I can speak to them with, uh, you know, with some level of knowledge to be able to better communicate so that the end product is that makes sense Absolutely. and looks like or sounds like what I want it to do. Sure. 
Um, yeah, and, that, and I think that's ideal. And, and it might even reach a point where we won't need somebody for the larger scale. We don't know. We don't know. But all I know is that you have a vision. And, and I trust you wholeheartedly. And, and I trust you in the, in, to the point where I also know that if I'm not okay with something, that I could openly say, hey, I'm not cool with that. So knowing that I can say that to you and, and be like that with you makes it more fun because, you know, I, I saw you working in the background. I kind of noticed you were working in the background and you're sending me video clips and you're doing this and that. And I'm like, and I'm just like, yep. I'm like, go for it, dude. Just keep going. Just keep going. In my head, I'm thinking, yeah, just keep going. Just don't hit a wall. Don't hit a wall because that's what happens. A lot of people out there especially in our age group, they hit a wall, something got too confusing, there's a term that got a little bit too complicated, and they're like, okay, you know what, fuck this, I don't got this. I don't yeah. know what the fuck I'm trying to do here. I, and, 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 and you gotta apply, you just gotta push through. You just gotta push through, be like, okay, I'm gonna Google that term, I'm gonna, there's gotta be a YouTube video that explains what this means, or how to surpass this, or, you know, and, um, and, and, and that's cool, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just very happy. You made me very happy with that. That's thanks, man. <laughs> I was very happy. I was watching it, the end result, and feeling very satisfied. Yes. You know, even with the uh, very satisfied as it was, you know, as it was happening, as it was coming through, be, going back and watching what I was doing as I was doing it was very satisfying. It, to me, it's the same as when I'm cooking something for the first time and I'm tasting it and it starts to taste the way I want it to or it looks the way I want it to. That love, that satisfaction, I got that same level of satisfaction. Yes. Thinking, yes. Okay, good. Yes. 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 It's, it's going to be so good. It's the PERMA method. It's the PERMA theory. Uh-huh. Yeah, PERMA. What that? Okay, it's an acronym and it's uh it's it comes from the schooling of positive psychology, personal effectiveness, um, as I like to call it cuz a lot of people are like, "Oh, positive psychology." Blah, right? But so personal effectiveness is uh the, the the foundation of it or the pillars of it is PERMA and it's um, the P is uh, positive emotions. The E is engagement. The R is relationships. The M is meaning, and the A is accomplishment. And that, and it doesn't have to go in that order, but like, for example, maybe in this case, there was a relationship that was established. We started creating something that brought on, you know, positive emotions, which created more meaning, right? Which leads to engagement, and then all that kind of motivates this behavior for you to learn something, learn something new, and then that sense of accomplishment, because um, that YouTube video is an accomplishment. You yeah. know, it's not it's an accomplishment for you individually because you produced it and did the editing, and it's an accomplish accomplishment for us as Moaka Media, right? And it's just fan like that process is a beautiful process and it's same thing when you're cooking like when you're cooking it's like okay you're in, you're engaged but you're not sure what's going to happen then you start tasting it starts tasting good now positive emotions you know are are occurring and then that's driving you know like how engaged you are the meaning behind it you know and then again accomplishment at the end uh, and it's just a beautiful process i love hearing about people going through that process or watching witnessing people go through that process how does that happen to you with how does like what's an example of that in your life? You talked about me with the video. You talked about me with the cooking. How does perma manifest in you, Carlos's life? I, I I'm constantly I'm, I'm constantly looking for it. So that's that's I guess that's already like so for me. Um, 
uh, playing music is huge. It's, it's, it's exhausting. It's tiring. There are days I don't want to. I always want to play music. I just never want. I, sometimes I don't feel like setting up my gear and loading up my gear in the car and then unloading it at the place and then setting everything up and then breaking it down at 1230 at night when I'm done. <laughs> Do I always want to sit down and play music? Like if I lived in a world where all the gear was already set up everywhere I went and all I had to do was just bring my guitar and sit down and play, <laughs> yes. I would do that all the time, every day, all day long, if my voice could withstand it. Um, so so with music, of course, man, I mean, that's like the the positive emotions while I'm, while I'm playing music. I'm totally engaged. I'm totally in the zone. It's very meaningful. It's meaningful to me because I'm 40 and I'm still doing it and still in a relevant manner. It's not like, oh, who's this like viejo who's trying to play music? It's like people are like looking for me. They're booking me. You know what I mean? Like, um, and yeah, I feel a sense of accomplishment and you know, delivering entertainment to people. Uh, you know, and 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 yeah. So all those things come together. With, you know, with my career as well. I mean, whenever I see somebody come to a realization or say, "Man, I never thought about it that way," and I'm like, "Okay," like there's that level of engagement and and the and finding meaning in the fact that I'm helping somebody. I just want, I want, I'm just trying to help you see things in a different way to make your life better. Um, and then all of that, you know, it, all of that establishes and maintains relationships. All of that has to do with relationships, relationships with, you know, the crowd that I'm playing to, my bandmates, the, the, the owners of the places I'm playing at with my patients. I mean, you know, and, and, and that really brings on, this uh, level of positive emotions, you know, that really enhance personal effectiveness. You know? Did anyone ever tell you or have you heard that saying that says if you love what you'll do, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life? Yeah. Or something to that effect. Yeah, yeah, like, I've, I've heard or that. you take those you take those um, job testing things that tells you like these are the skills that you have to find a career and you know this you know and line of that works so that you'll really enjoy it and you'll never it, it won't feel like work. Does that you know yeah, what I'm I've talking heard, about? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm laying 100%. this foundation. Come with me. I'm laying this foundation because I think it's kind of a fucking trap. Um, and I think it was a bill of goods that definitely we got sold when we were kids that no one, um, and I, we got sold to it by our parents. Um, and I want to kind of go back now to what you said before about the relationship that of people who like our parents, um, and the lessons that they taught us or the things that they said where, yo, you'll understand when you're 40, you said that, yeah. you know? Um, and what I, I think that the generation gaps are broadening uh the 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 gaps cultural gaps between generations are broader than ever 100% you know the fact is that people are living longer than ever you know and so you have an entire generation of people who were born after world war 2 that are still not dead you know and that's the the baby boomers or quote the boomers right right um and there's most of them have accumulated like have had all they had all the opportunity they had like very low cost of uh, or barriers of entry into adulthood um they uh, you, you know what i'm talking about oh, and oh my talk, gosh and, and we're talking about 100 percent and 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 they have this and they have their they ba their basis for success is based on their experience right and when your experience is that is you quote work hard and you then you get this then that's all you can go on the right white, the white picket fence 
that's all you can go on. Right. You you work hard, you study, then you go to college and you work hard and you study and then you get the job and then you work hard and you you build a family and then you save a little bit every year for retirement so that when you're 65 or 60 you can retire and then you you and you you provide for your family. You know what I'm talking about? Oh man. This is so and there's an entire generation of people who literally live that way. And we're not saying that everyone who is a baby boomer is like that, but it's our parents. Yep. You know? Oh, yeah. And then we come into the world, and it's uh, not that... We start to see that this is not necessarily the case. Right. It was... It Because was, we're the first generation after the baby boomers. Well, we're the first... Yeah. We're the first generation we, to not be... So, to not we're like, be, that is bullshit. Right. We weren't... We didn't have the white picket fence waiting for us at the other end of our, uh, you know, graduation day of college. You know what I mean? Like, we, we were the first generation who... You know, said I can't work at a place for longer than seven years. Uh, I'm not. Probably, I don't want your life. I, I don't mom want, well, and dad. Well, you know, the thing is, is we're that, also the ones that grew up with parents of divorce. Like yes, parents. People were, you know, instability was already those, like our a parents foundation. grew up. Our parents grew up in a time where things were very were ultra traditional. Like so, our grandparents had the most traditional. Had you know, and and it was a very you know a lot of those people were immigrants and had they came over and started from scratch. And so it's kind of like you start to see how how culture develops. And how cultural thinking develops the more that you go you have to go back to see how it comes oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i was doing that with i was doing that with my family to understand their thinking to unravel some of the conflict that i have with them with I, that i have with them you know i don't because engaging with them one-on-one is mm, very difficult and creates sometimes a lot more conflict and knots and that i don't want to deal with so if i can go back to see how they think and why they think, then it's easier for me to understand wh- who they are and why they are the way they are, so that I can, you know, so I can make peace with that sure. and go forward. And also, there's like cult right now in on the internet. There's a lot of memes about boomers versus millennials, which is really it's fucking hilarious. funny. It's and so us, hilarious. the gener- generation X in the, the middle, Zenials. just being like, mm, we don't really care. The Zennials, yeah. And yeah. I saw one last night that was that was really funny that I want to talk about here. And I actually posted it to my Instagram stories, and it was something to the effect of our generation being so nihilistic. So what? I guess the word is nihilistic. Oh, okay. Where basically like everything ends, you yeah. know? And um it's, Oh man, we were we Yeah, were. listen, Zoomer, as long as the millennials and the boomers are at war, we have a truce. But make no mistake, Gen X is nihilistic as fuck. And if you step to us, we will let you drown in student loan debt. We don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. We don't give a fuck. Okay. Which is basically that. We don't give a fuck. We, you know, it was we grew up when we uh, we were kids when the AIDS crisis happened, so everyone, uh, you know, then, then and there's an entire generation of people who fucking died. You know, cancer, cancer was everywhere. You're gonna die. It was almost like you, you turned around and everyone was either remember the in the 80s where there was a big trend about being possessed by the devil. Like oh, there was yeah. all these stories sure. about like kids being possessed by the devil or the devil worship music I and heavy metal that. devil. Every, we grew up in a in a world where everything was gonna kill us. Yeah. And then we had helicopter parents 
you know, who are trying to protect us from all of this new things, all these new things that were happening, the internet and information and the rapidly changing culture uh, that was unlike anything that our parents had gone through and much less our grandparents. I mean, our parents, our grandparents look at computers like, what the fuck? Exactly. And it all happened. I mean, our technology in 10 years advanced more than in the 50 years prior to it. And then the generation that comes after us had all of those things that we didn't. I mean, we grew up, we basically bridged those two gaps, right? We did and <clears throat> all right, so we the, the, we did and didn't because I mean, we're we're I can I believe in the Zenial thing. I think we're we're a blend of Gen X. We 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 know a world without technology or this level of technology and but we also understand the new technology as well. So and and then it also there's we don't other have areas. have to make it so yeah, micro but, though. But, right, we don't. It, we definitely don't. I mean, it's fine. Yeah, but I mean, but I I identify with that a lot. I identify with that strongly. I think that um, we did bridge the gap. I think that we, um, we like my parents, being boomers, they they weren't they they didn't have the option to be disappointed in me. They were sad for me. Of like, man, like all those years bringing you to this country. You know, we all my parents look at it and they have a very interesting view because they're like, man, we did we made all this sacrifice to bring you here. We were we were told that if you got a college degree, we were told that if you went to a good school, if we were told that if you did all the things right, that you would have good things waiting for you on the other end. And uh, and they were very sad for me when they saw that, you know. <laughs> You're good. All right. I don't know what that was. That was a smoke alarm. Was it? Oh boy. All right. Um, <laughs> I think they were they were just very sad for me when they noticed That's that. That's the you baby know. boomers calling bullshit. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the baby boomers are like, all right, stop talking right now. Um, no, no, no. They they were like, man, you know, the the housing. I was victim of the housing crisis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so I lost my house, and uh, we've been over that in previous episodes, and. Um, and and it was it was hard for me to to find a, a good paying job to with, with to sustain myself in Miami, Florida, mm -hmm. because the income gap is so big between the cost of living and the average um, income, the average the median salary. So um, I went through so many hard times that my parents were like, not they, they didn't say sorry, but they were like, you know, man, if we would have known that, obviously there's no way of knowing, but if we would have known that all this was going to happen and that the American dream was going to go to shit. We would have never brought you here. <laughs> like we would have, we would have just stayed in Chile. Um, it would have been, and, and, but it would have been a completely different set of circumstances. I mean, been, a completely yeah, different man. set of problems you would have to deal with. Right. Be it's not a, it's not a, a uniquely American experience that the problems True. that people that were born after them deal True. with because technology advances everywhere and maybe yeah. it's a little slower in other places, in other parts of the world, particularly in South America. Right. But it's still there. Yeah. Yeah, you it's know, still a problem. I mean, it's a different way of thinking. You know, yeah. we don't we we didn't grow up with the Vietnam War and World War Two, and we were not that. But we've we've um, we didn't have war as kids. But you know, kids that are younger than us, you know, the the next generation, the millennials, and everyone that comes after that, they've been dealing with you know the war in the Middle East for like you know, and and all of those conflicts that have happened after that in a post nine eleven world that it alters your way of thinking. You know, and that didn't happen. We were in college when that happened. You know, we were college kids when 9-11 happened. I was literally in college. I was in my dorm room. I was, the day I was on the campus too, fell. yeah, when that, when that happened. And it doesn't, 
and our parents think of it one way, we think of it another way, and the people, that, the generation that comes behind us that was born on or after that, you know, that in their 20s now, think of it completely different. You know, so there's they don't live in a world where that never happened. You know, there's people who are born now that are, you know, going to be, you know, 20, 21 that never saw the twin that have no they don't know what the Twin Towers look like aside of them burning and being brought down right. by the two planes. Yeah, that's crazy. That's and crazy. it just yeah. it, it changes the way you think. It changes the way that you look at things. And so that and the fact that people that are still alive and still think the old way or still think that that way is true. um, are you know largely in power and largely in control of you know yeah the dynamics of things creates a lot of conflict i think it, that's why it, we're it in does. i mean i'm grateful i'm grateful that the boomers that i've been, that I, that are in my life are are definitely more understanding about it like even my father-in-law is like man i honestly don't know how you guys are doing it like you know it's it's such a like you know like they bought they bought their house for like sixty thousand dollars you know what i mean like it's yeah. like you know there's a, a f really funny meme on that like where it, it, there's like a, a a boomer that's like i don't know what you kids are doing i already bought my house when i was 22 years old and then it's like well you know what <laughs> Our house wasn't forty thousand dollars. Yeah, you know, and it's a lack of perspective right. that I honestly I don't have. I mean, maybe you know, I'm mad, I get mad at people that say those things because you have a lack of perspective and you have an unwillingness to understand it, to understand why things are the way they are, why you are able to benefit from things that no one could else could benefit from because you've exhausted it. And not only that, but it's like you look at them and you're like. And now you, you're on social you security, have, yeah, which exactly. I'm paying into. Fuck right. you. Yeah. And you wouldn't have been able to withstand the stress that we've had to withstand. I mean, and, and, and I look at them and I'm like, dude, you have no, you have no idea. You have no right? idea. You have no idea. Like, my parents are really good like that. Like, they're like, dude, like, honestly, like, my dad looks at my mom. My mom looks at my dad and they're like, we would have. We would have. No, fucking, or they have their We would have died. Are... Like, we would have, like, you know, we don't know how you're dealing with everything that you've dealt with, you know, between the economy, uh, the, the the housing crisis, the, the, that, 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 that little package that they sell you. It, you know that that white picket fence package that it was you know like my dad says he's like they, like they gave you like this nice little box with a pretty little bow and it was just loaded like it was a shit Two, explosion 2008 blew people apart yeah it was a shit explosion you opened it up there was nothing but turds in there um and uh and yeah yeah so i mean it's it's tough for them to but i i do know that for a lot of boomers it's hard for them to understand i guess what you know how difficult it's been I guess they equate bad times as something that's a whatever. I don't know. I can't think. I, I don't understand why they think the way they do because I'm not one of them. I've tried to come to understanding and I have my own thoughts on it that I think are a little bit long and drawn out and complicated for this podcast. Um, but I have said it and I've actually said it to a couple of them themselves. And it's that someone should just go around the universe and collect all of the baby boomer infinity stones and snap their fingers <laughs> so they can all evaporate the way that they oh do in the Marvel comics. <laughs> oh my God. That's Cause so I think we would be better off. Oh my God. <laughs> George. <laughs> I mean, you had a great life. You had a great run. Yeah. You need to go. Oh, no. Like I said two podcasts ago, TikTok bitch. <laughs> like, you got to go. Oh, I know, but, but you know what? I know, I know. Listen, I'm sorry. I love, I have a lot of love for them. I have a lot of love for a lot of them. Yeah. I do. And, you know, mourning loss is something that we can all process. Oh, my gosh. 
We can. Well, you know, but, but it's just that thing. There's so many. There's so many people that are so stuck in a mindset. So I would, and an, an unwillingness yeah. to crack open their head to another way that it could be po- not even like the, the possibilities, right? Of another way of doing things. And well, the only mm. reason I can say this is because I am literally in that process right now, mm. where I'm 40 years old and I'm so used to doing things. I've been so used to doing things a certain kind of way. And I spent the last 10 years kind of tearing things apart. You know, I got my fitness in check. Okay, it did that. And then I also spent some time like unraveling all of the bullshit in my head that I was that I was not dealing with while I was getting fit. You know, so I ended up gaining more weight, but then I also and I got less fit, but I also was able to like understand the crutches of my life and the dynamic of my ego and why that it has the impact it does. And so it took 10 years to undo a lot of that shit, which you know that all of the the knots and tangles and the, the bs that you go through based on the programming that you go through by your parents which is the first 18 years of your life and then the next 10 years of your life trying to figure out how to be an adult based on that programming you have to deprogram all of yourself to then create what is who you are what can you do to become a productive individual you me right and so what i what listening to last last episode uh what I was able to understand, and I actually sent this to to Danielle, is that I've like I've kind of like I had to break apart all of me and work on these individual pieces, set new foundations, and then kind of start. And now it's a, now it's a matter of like bringing everything in together, so then we can now drive it forward. You know, and it's that is like with the nutrition, the understanding the nutrition part and understanding how fitness applies and you doing those things and doing it in a concurrent manner. So it's like now it's like, and remember Voltron? Yes. <laughs> So I worked on like the red dog and the the red right. one, the blue one and the if like the red one is the nutrition and the blue one is the fitness and yep. the black one is the it's a great way is to look the, at it. is the, my mental health yeah. and within inside of them they're all like subcategories you you take it and it take, it takes a long fucking time and the more you have to untangle the longer it takes of and course. it's like and you have to understand what the repeatability of it you know like it's not just like once you do it you set it aside and you move on the way that we did with like you know uh, subjects in high school you know you, as soon as you pass the test you you forget about it. It's this is not just a memorization thing. It's an applicability thing. You know, you really do carry this f- forward. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So no, that it's sure. repeatable, and you are like we've talked about it before. Consistent. consistent. I need to yeah. slow my speed. I'm, when I get excited, I talk very fast. No, I think it's great. I mean, look, I think it, we're, we're the only thing I would say. The only thing I would alter is. I would do the whole Thanos thing, the 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 snap of the fingers and poof thing, uh-huh. but only only to the white men, to the boomers, only to the to boomers, boomer white men, only to the boomers who lack the ability to adapt, because you so see, men. I've a lot of the boomers <laughs> in my life are very adaptable and they're very like understanding and and they say, hey, look, I'm gonna give you advice based on what I've experienced, but 
there's not this expectation like how are you 40 and you don't own your own home already you know what i mean like like those guys can disappear i can do without them um and then i try to be you know i try to i try to be like sympathetic too because i know that there's a generation coming that they're going to want us to not be around at some point and we're planning to live 250 so that's going to be awkward but we're going to um, live and let go we're going to live and let live, live, These, and let live. there's a and but i would i would edit yes, i would, I would making, narrow it down to those people who are like because you're nice right yeah because you're nice carlos you're nice carlos Yeah, 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 it's yeah. the cost of progress. It's the cost of progress. We got to lose some to get some. Yeah. All right. Well, they've had their time on this earth. They've had they got the. <laughs> <laughs> we are nihilistic as yeah, fuck. Yeah. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. I you could know, see that. David talks to me sometimes. It's like, why, how is it so easy for you to be so unemotional? Um, and it's like, I don't know, it's it's it's, it's part of life. Well, you know? when you've gotten fucked over a lot through, you know, like, through empty promises, you kind of, you get a thick skin and you kind of become not, uh, not like numb, but you're just like, it's not that you're unemotional. It's just like less and less surprises you. You know what I mean? Like you, you go through, you go through a lot of these pain points, you know, like I went, you know, if you go back to my origin story, I went through three or four out of the five most life-changing events I had to go through in a time span of a year. Yeah. You know, like that, that does something to a person. I'm, I'm happy that I'm not traumatized and I could talk about it openly and I've processed all the feelings that, you know, I've had to deal with regarding that. But, oh my gosh, man, like, you know, job loss because of the economy, home loss because of the, the housing bubble bursting, Right. I mean, they're uh, all interconnected. That, uh, yeah, yeah, all that leading to stress in the marriage that led to separation and then divorce and then having to learn to co-parent and then being a single parent for a little while there and 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 all these like you know and, and money issues at an age where I'm supposed to have it all together. You know what I mean? And uh, dude, you know, I, I yeah, you get a little bit Gated. not unemotional, but you're like, oh, oh, I'm so sorry that this is not going right for you, you know. Um, but after what you, after what I've been through, like that's like nothing, like that's amateur shit. Like so, I've heard people like, oh my god, my life is so tough because I don't know what to do because of my boss and my this and my that. And I'm like, dude, like that. I'm sorry, I feel no sympathy. Like, you know, deal with it. You know, work with it. I don't, I don't. This is not. This is a first world problem, okay? Uh, you you have options, right? And um, so yeah, it's not that we're un- unemotional. It's just fuck, man. Like it reaches a point where it becomes a joke, you know. And then and then and then you you uh, Lauren and I feel it a lot because uh, we're we're on the road to we're in this journey of of slowly becoming more minimalists so we're really passionate about the 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 concept of minimalism which gets really really heavily criticized by people you know it's like oh well you know minimalists are just people who haven't achieved and so they're just trying to settle for what they for what they you know for what they have and things like that and it's like no that's not what it is at all like it's really hard for people who have been conditioned by boomers right it's really hard for people to understand that for us having less makes us happy like it's an accomplishment when we can get rid of something it's an it makes us happy when we realize that we can go without something yes you know if we can downsize to one car we can afford five cars we can afford 
a much bigger house, right? We can it's not a pocket issue. It's not a money issue. It's that we get genuinely happy. We feel pure joy when we accomplish having less. Now think about that sentence for a second. It's we look at it as an accomplishment. It, it, it and 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 it drives boomers nuts or it drives like the heavy gen Xers. That's why I'm a I like the term Xennial because there's a lot of millennial in me because I have friends who are, I call my Gen Xers who are heavy Gen X who are like, but bro, but how can you not like, bro, you can afford a new car, bro. How are you still driving that well, they car? Turned, they, you, you know, know they and become like their, their parents. parents. And I'm like, dude, I'm like, it makes me happy. Like I get a rush when I'm like, damn, I don't need a new car. I don't need, a, I don't need a car payment. My car works. It's perfectly fine. And guess what? When it stops working, Lauren and I are going to try to share a car because she. Yeah, you're crazy. She, I, mean, she I like walk, my well, stuff. Well, she walks to work every day, so it's very easy for us. But like now, you know, now, yeah, now. But you know, so but it's very hard for boomers because you know they're like they're like oh you know it's just they they live they live the way they live because they can't afford it and it's like it's very frustrating because then we go back to the Eckhart Tolle stuff. Because my ego tells me to defend myself. Sure. My ego tells me, well, actually, you want to take a look at my bank account so I can prove to you how wrong you are, right? That's that's the ego. And then I'm like, well, it's no. also the trigger of your money <laughs> thing being an issue for True. you. True. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. Um, and then and then instead, I just observe this other person, whoever we're talking about's behavior, and I'm just like, okay, well, if that's how you want it, if you're gonna treat me in a certain way because of assumptions that you have made about me. Then we shouldn't be having this. We shouldn't be interacting to begin with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and then I set my ego aside, and I know what my reality and my truth is. But my point is, is that yeah, that that's another. So we've gone, and it's a little bit of an extreme, and I get that. And things in extremes aren't always good. But but I, in my generation, it's very unlike a forty-year-old man to want less. Right? Correct. And that's where I'm at. Correct. You know? I, we we've been condi- I particularly growing up in this country and you know western culture being you know consumption based we are conditioned to want more you know we're literally i mean anytime you watch a television show or you're listening to it you're being sold things all the time um and there's a part of me that i mean i love stuff I oh do. yeah of I course love stuff. Do, i love yeah. i love i love and i love nice stuff to get you know I don't get super excited about the same things that everybody a lot a lot of people other do, but I like the things that I like. Um, but there's definitely like a emptiness that it doesn't fill if you're not that the stuff can't fill. So people who are you know that I think are judging that have a tendency of judging somebody for being minimalistic, you know, I, they're that's on them, and there's definitely some bullshit that they're going through that that they don't want to deal with and so instead they just you know let's instead of look turning the mirror towards you let's look to the outside and criticize carlos and lauren for wanting to live in a van down right. by the river <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's another thing in a van yeah, in the van yeah, down yeah, by yeah. the river down by the river and you're like yeah it, dude yeah that's, jo- it sounds that sounds amazing, amazing to me and that's another thing that, you know, uh, minimalists, we get accused of, of not wanting nice things. We do want nice things, just one up. Like, if I want a nice pair of boots, I'm not going to have 10 nice pair of boots. Why not? They're so cute. I know. They're awesome. <laughs> but, but if I'm going to live in a van down by the river, you I can. need one. 
solid three hundred dollar pair of boots. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> you know what I so mean. So which one you take? The black Doc Martens or the red Doc Martens? Well, I'm. I'm gonna have you to, can only I, take one. I, I'm taking. I'm taking the red. Okay. The red. Or the what's it called? The ox blood. Ox blood. Ox blood. Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. I, I I like I like the path that this episode has taken. Talked about neuroplasticity, the ability to learn new things, new software, new technology. You doing the the the, the producing? Are you excited about what what's what are you most excited about with the, this production mind that you're or vision that you have? A lot of things. More, there, there's not enough time, but mostly, uh, I'm gonna close my eyes so like it doesn't. If I close my eyes, it's not true or doesn't like yeah, I yeah. can't. I don't face it, but it's doing something that I love to do. That is maybe something that I can like make a job like that i could become something that is like my my job i'm good at my job now i don't really love it so this is something that i want to get good at that i really enjoy to do so it becomes so i can like go in on all that you know i never went to grad school i never did anything else like i was not i'm not a coach person i'm not a you know there's the things that i'm good at but you need an outlet huh you need an outlet you're the you're you have a person no i don't want to sound like i'm telling you who you are but it seems like you're the type of person that you need, because you're like me, where you need an outlet, right? Yeah. And, and not just an outlet. for so, so, like, for example, working out can be considered an outlet. What I mean is at a more social scale outlet, you know? So, like, I producing videos and content, I think, is could potentially be a really good option for your what I call an essential outlet. So li- getting your views out little, there. My inner child is a star and he wants to be a star. You are a star, George. But yeah, I know. But like he really loves like performing and I really enjoy putting stuff out there for people to consume. Yes. You know, I love being synergistic I love I and that's something about the job whenever I work with people at my job and we create something new and it starts to work there's satisfaction in that so it's that same kind of feeling I like making something putting it out there and it being like received well and it like becoming uh, t- becoming something in and of itself it's on, on its own like right uh, I don't know how else to describe it other than that. I think that. it's great, man. I think that's that's all you and, need. That's the only description that you need. And that was part. That's why I love what we're doing here, because it gives us an opportunity to do all to take the thing, the things that we've been through, and to create this whole new thing for people to like get something out of and consume. And yeah, like. I don't care how that sounds. It, I guess it's satisfying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's satisfying. It's like more sad. It's it's more satisfying than you know when I'm done doing you know a a, f- a twelve year cost projection on payroll on a spreadsheet, which is satisfying because you're done. But not the same. Uh, it's it's different. <laughs> I, I, I get it. I totally get it. Uh, so stick with it, man. 
stick with it. And that obviously there's something in it for me too. So I'm kind of like, yeah, 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 keep going, keep going. But there's but there's <laughs> there's certain barriers that I definitely and they they come from the inside of the, and the and these come from like the call comes from inside the house. Like there's stuff that goes on in my head that wants to limit me to do that, and I need to push past that. Which yes, is you, do. you look fucking ridiculous holding uh, a gimbal talking to yourself down the street. People are going to make fun of you. People are going to think you're who the fuck do you think you are? Right. Like there's that voice in my head. Like who who do you think you are? To record yourself talking. That's a Gen Xer voice, and by the way. That's like, the Gen Xer voice. I feel it's my parents' voice. Well, could be. But no, the, 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 it, Gen Xers are very, like, like serious Gen Xers, like the ones that are, like, what, seven years older than us or eight years older than us. You know, like, they're probably, like, su- they're super annoyed at the, like, what's an influencer kind of thing? Like, what the fuck makes you important? Why should I care so much about your life? But you know what? The reality is, is that we have outlets and, 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 and there's people that are going to, that are interested in, and, uh, and what we're doing, you know, we're, we're reaching out to a community of people who love, you know, kind of connecting with us in this everyday life situations that we experience at our age and sharing it and being more transparent about it. And, and this is, this is just going to enhance that. Uh, so, man. Yeah, I'm not going to go to grad school, and I'm not going to go to law school. I'm not going to get an MBA. I'm not going to be that person. You know, the business, I'm not going to, I'm not an entrepreneur in the sense that I have a service to provide or I have a product to, that I've created, uh, like a tangible product or a patent, you know, something that like, I, I'm not going to develop an app, right. you know, or I tried being a blogger for a while and then, ugh, it was fine because I'm a good writer, but there was always something lacking. There was always something more that needed to be done. And my, it wasn't sad. It wasn't enough. And what Moaka Media is, it's eventually going to encompass all that. We just take the steps in our own time. And that's what's happening. And it's ours. Know? Yeah. And yeah. no one else's. And no one else's. And that's the thing. Moaka Media is, you know, we're going to continue doing this podcast. And now we've enhanced that. And then eventually the website's going to go up. And then we're going to be writing blogs on that. And everything just starts connecting slowly. And, and the thing is, is that we're not like, we're not doing this for money. Right. It's not like this desperation of like, oh, when are we getting paid? It's a passion thing. And and that's what makes it so beautiful. Yes. And 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 it's and it's again, we're using it in a a kind of the selfish way. We're using it as a way to learn new things, too, and not stay stagnant, not let our brain stay stagnant. You know, we're constantly having to learn the different outlets, how to use those outlets. Right. And um, and I think I think it's great. man. so. Let's keep doing it because I I picture you like doing like segments on fashion. I picture you doing segments on, well, us. But uh, you know what I mean. But like you, you know you doing the editing part and, and the content creation and all that. Um, you know, and if uh, yeah, I was already I, thinking I can, about like the, what it's gonna look like when we're at Publix and I'm following you around with a camera. Yes, <laughs> perfect. Or how about yeah, uh, uh, you know, and us getting being asked, sir, you need you're not allowed to record your YouTube series inside of this. <laughs> Publix. How about I'm going to record some songs for our videos? Oh, mm. look at that. Yeah. yeah, so no royalties there. Just use my music. Bensound.com. Thank the, you, Bensound.com. Yeah, Bensound.com yeah, came was, through. It was one Google search away. It's to, amazing how much you can do, man. That's so. That's another that's barrier so, to entry. I'm like, oh, I can't post this because there's we can't monetize it. I'm like, oh, just shut up, George. Just, just put it on the fucking just internet. Put it out there. Put yeah. it on the internet. We can't post this. No one wants to watch Carlos do step ups for 20 minutes. Someone does. Put it out there. Yeah, someone does. People, there's everyone has a kink. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, right before you said that, I was gonna say jokingly, I like watching Carlos doing stuff. There you go. 
that you said that. Everyone has a kink, so. Yeah. Um, I... Dude, there are billions of people in the world, Carlos. Oh, I know. And now we have a, pl- a place that... A platform. A, that we can put something out there and, like, someone can look at that and say, oh, I wonder what they're going to do next. And that's... That is... That thinking, that thought, that possibility to me is exciting and I want to unlock that. And I, and if and it's only the beginning and that is what keeps me motivated when to do things like sign up for the Wadapalooza gauntlet. Yes. Like, like change the way focus on my eating dude i'm getting so pumped right now does that make sense like i know we talk about like this like like, the energy right now that i'm feeling just listening to you like i'm just like so like you know even with my bum leg i'm like really like excited to like do all these things and 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 yes this is all driving it's like a driving force behind it it's like it's something that's really pushing us to and hopefully it's pushing others you know what i mean like i I already know so i already know somebody who's signing up for the gauntlet because you and i signed up for the gauntlet and that's the part that i I want to thank you and that's and i have watched other people pursue passion projects and thought to myself man that's awesome i wish i could do that but it wasn't mine. Like I was never gonna. I, I've thought. Like I've seen people, you know, open gyms and become widely successful. I'm like, oh, I, that would have been awesome. I want. I want to do that. But I'm not a good gym owner, you know. No, you're good at this. Um, I, you, it's when I couldn't have done this ten years ago. You have to unlock those parts of your brain and un, and and work on those parts of yourself to and and detach your ego from all that stuff. You have to do that work, and I understand. I can see that now, you know, I can, I I can see that now. And I think that's the message that I would impart on other people or people listening to this that might feel the same way that I felt when I watched somebody else get excited about something and me thinking like, Oh, I, I kind of wish I had something to like the work starts from within. And so when you, when you start, when you do that stuff and, and start to unlock yourself and unblock yourself from those negative voices from those barriers that are telling you that they don't go away but when you learn that they're just a part of your ego that you don't have to listen to them you know what was that what was the acronym for ego like everything good edging good edging good out when you get that so good when you understand that that's the point of the voice inside and you do the work to unclog all that stuff what what arises, what comes up is an energy that and of and other things that have never genuine. been heard before because it's genuine and authentic. Yeah. And you can lean into that. Yes. And that stuff pulls you full pulls you through it really does. Pulls you through the shit that you don't want to do. I don't want to do, you know, monostructural work on my body because rowing intervals and running intervals and bike intervals are super boring. All I want to do is lift weights and throw barbells around the room. It's the most fun stuff, but it's not the stuff that I need to do to get better. It's not the stuff that is going to be like that. You know, no one wants to watch, you know, a 20 minute video of us running around a track for, you know, running four hundreds. but there's going to be stuff that comes out or like, you know, there's going to be things that we think about a thing that are, that I want to get. And it's going to be rich. And it's going to be funny yes. and rich and, and comical. That's what I'm talking and about, man. And we just got to, we just got to keep, you know, we just got to keep at it and, 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 and hopefully model a certain behavior. Um, and, and this is what, 
one of the many there's like we haven't really narrowed it down and I don't know I don't think we want to narrow it down but but one of the many reasons we even started this project at least for me on, on my end was let's talk to people in our age group um, you know and 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 motivate them to to like not stay stagnant or not not buy into the well um this is it uh, this is it right and uh whether that happens at you was know, it for my dad or was it for my uncle is it for it like so what else no. do i have to How look about, forward to let's shift that to this is just the beginning we're just getting started uh and and i think that's a huge like our journey as moaka media is a huge symbolism of that because we literally are yeah, we just getting started. We just got started. We're on, only on episode eighteen. You know, I mean, we're literally just getting started. So it's and shifting that and saying this is let's get excited for the beginning and the journey and whatever the end product is as we go along. Let's just enjoy it all and let's apply those things that we talked about earlier today. You know, let's apply, learn about what neuroplasticity is. You know. Um, Perma, right? Positive emotions, being engaged, establishing and maintaining quality relationships, finding meaning in everything you do, allowing yourself to feel a sense of accomplishment, right? All those things in everything you do. Um, yes. You, you know, is really going to really Yes. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Yes. I like it. All right. So um, I think... you. It, well, no, there could be some people that are listening to us for the first time. Our Instagram is at Moaka Media. Uh, our uh, email is moakamedia at gmail.com. George? You can find me on Instagram at George I. Sanchez. Yes. That's George with a J. There you go. And mine is Carlos with a C underscore <laughs> LMHC. Um, I might be on another podcast soon as a guest. Well, you were already on another. You were already on another podcast. Yeah, now I'm being the counseling corner uh, for the 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 private practice I just got um, accepted in. So they they do a podcast of their own. So probably going to drop the Mwaka Media name there. So that should be interesting. Very nice. Yeah, we'll keep you posted on that. Um, and aside from that, this has been great. Thank you for everything, George. Thank you for everything, Carlos. No, no, no. Thank you. No, no, no. Thank you. And I apologize. I receive it. Okay. I'm leaving it on the table. Yeah. Okay. Take mine. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.